You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject I have coming up for you is Jean-Francois Dagonet. He's from the outfit Cataclysm. He's also an extraordinary producer as well who's worked with a heap of bands that you will know and no doubt love, such as Malevolent Creation. The reason for the conversation is to promote Cataclysm's Australian tour with the legends Hypocrisy. There's two dates, only the two dates. There was a Brisbane show, but uh, that one has been cancelled, unfortunately, which is a real bummer for me because I would have loved to have gotten along and caught both bands. So the two dates, one is in Sydney and one is in Melbourne. The 3rd of May, Sydney, you've got a show, and the 5th of May, Melbourne, it's all yours. So here he is, Jean-Francois. Yeah, look. Here he is, Andrew McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you? Good, yourself? You sound and very good, mate, and you sound about as busy as what I am in the background there with the kids, mate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. My wife, uh, my wife's cleaning the car outside, and my daughter's running around crazy. <laughs> oh, I know the feeling. Yeah. I've got two daughters myself, mate, and uh, one of my daughters has been up vomiting overnight. Although the wife's been looking after that, so uh, mate, it's no no rest for the wicked, as they say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> let, let me kick off by asking you this question then. How do you balance everything? Because I mean, I know what the uh, parenthood is a wonderful thing, it's the best thing you can ever do, but it is a grind on top of career and professional pursuits, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you gotta kind of. I'm, I'm really lucky because my wife is like, yeah. Uh, she, she's she's been real good with all that stuff and yeah. and uh, it helps me balance everything because like in between uh, the band which we're kind of out there and touring a lot and doing a lot of stuff and then i also have a, a recording studio that i'm running in between the tours so it's it's always a little bit chaotic but uh, i guess it's uh, how we chose uh, things to be and uh, yeah. dealing with it uh, very very well i mean uh, i'm not complaining by any means i think it's uh, everything is great and everything's going well and i uh, i really uh, enjoy my life like all aspect of it is just uh, like you said you got to be smart about everything and like uh, be able to prioritize uh, things as they yes. they come and be able to say no also to certain things like when uh, when it gets too crazy so it's um but it's a good problem to have to to be busy. Like a person like myself, I, for me, I don't see myself like sitting home doing nothing. I I have to be mm. busy, otherwise I I, I go crazy. Mm. Yeah, no, I I in just I understand exactly where you're coming from, and I subscribe to the same theory. So a busy life is a life worth living, really, isn't it? And and full of meaningful pursuits like you've got, like this wonderful music pursuit that you've got. But you're not just a a musician. You're also a producer, so let me ask you this question: How do you how do you choose what projects you pursue? Do you have any yardsticks, or do you have any key performance indicators that you're looking at achieving when you take on a project? Well, there's there's um, I have a pretty long list of, of clients I've been working through throughout the years, so mm. I will always kind of prioritize people I already worked with. Uh, just because we, I want to keep that that relationship going. Yeah. But when I uh, when I select new projects, I think one thing that really that really makes me uh, happy about doing what I do is working with younger bands. Like the start, I am talking a, a good bunch of kids that mm. kind of know where where they are going, but at the same time they could use the help of someone like me that like has been around the block a few times. You've been so there and done it. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I I know I have a lot of uh, knowledge that I can 
transferred to to a, a young band that's just starting and i think that's those are my favorite type of uh, of jobs really because i uh, i get to uh, to do what i love and i get to help like someone younger to to try to make a career out of their art and i i uh, i really that's really the thing that gets me off out of the whole producing producing things mm. it's nice once in a while to, to work like with a, a bigger name band on, on a label just because you get like a a bigger budget to work with and and uh, oh yeah you get more like a like say a, a, a professional like work because of, of the talent of the, the the people you're working with but at the same time it, it brings a level of stress sometimes that it's maybe i i find it i find it like it's a good stress at sometimes but sometimes it's 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 just too much and, yeah. and it, it can it can uh, it can make things like very um very difficult on on what we were talking about earlier like with the rest the of your life and stuff yeah. so exactly so i i like i like uh variety really and um i that's that's how i choose like uh, i, I the, the stuff to me that uh, like some sometimes like i get moments in the year um i'd say like certain months like that every band wants to for some reason want to have those months and uh, then you can't choose it everything otherwise because you're gonna you're gonna die working mm. and not sleeping but i try to i try to go with 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 that mentality like first like i, I prioritize the clients i have a working relationship with and then then if there's like some newcomer projects that really look interesting to me if the if the if they seem to have what it takes and if they write the right songs and they they, they you can tell when they have that edge or that that one so like those are the types of projects I, I look for and then after that then uh, I, uh, I i see also if, if it's interesting like if if there's a a bigger thing on a on a, on a bigger label then I'll, I'll i'll choose that as well but it's it's just i go with the flow you know hmm yeah yeah great response actually yeah yeah you, you've got to you got to go put your energy where where everything's flowing and um yeah you're obviously you're bloody good at what you do i was listening to a podcast that you were talking to a fellow about your production side of things last night in preparation for our conversation and to be frank mate i didn't realize that you were as invested in the production side of things prior to actually listening to that so uh mate you've clearly do to your point have all of these skills and for younger up and coming and emerging bands how do they get in touch with you so if they wanted to, oh. yeah. Oh, it's very easy. I have, I have a website. It's uh, jfdstudio.net. And uh, it's pretty easy to find uh, online or, or just my uh, normal social websites like the Facebook or, or Instagram, all that stuff. Hmm. So I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty easy to find on there. Hmm. Cool, cool. Now, we better talk about this tour. So you are coming down to Australia. Now, I am disappointed. And I'll tell you why I'm disappointed, because I'm from Brisbane. Now there was a oh. <laughs> yeah, there was a Brisbane show scheduled, and I would have loved to have seen yourself and Pete do what you guys do on stage. I missed Payne when they came through uh, about a year ago or so. I had a chat to Pete actually; he's another tremendous guy to have a chat to. But uh, look, I know these things—you know—it's not your fault. These things work out the way that they work out. But uh, for for fans in Sydney and Melbourne, or fans travelling to Sydney and Melbourne to see you guys perform with uh, Pete and Hypocrisy. Tell me about the sort of show that Cataclysm is going to be bringing down. Oh, we're we're so stoked to be coming back to Australia. It's going to be the the third time, and every time you get to play those 
foreign places. Like for us, like Australia seems so far because coming from Canada, it's it's like the other side of the world, basically. Mm. And, and uh, it's so exciting. And you never know if there's going to be promoters or, or agents are going to want to book you again because it's a lot of uh, – costs involved and, and then the flights and all these things so you re- really want to give it your best whenever you you get those type of shows and enjoy like the, the the full experience and we're we're getting we're coming prepared we did a lot of touring already for for this record and we actually did uh did the euro tour with hypocrisy um a few months ago so hmm. we're coming like a really ready and prepared for this and we're gonna give our 250 to make sure these shows are are really kicking ass for uh, our australians fans mm. but um we we love being there we like i said it's our third time and both experience before have been absolutely incredible fantastic yeah fantastic yeah do you get a lot of a lot of feedback from us so i know you guys have been going now since 1991 or thereabouts because i actually remember reading about you back in the print media days with metal maniacs i'm sure it was actually an interview with yourself that i was reading as well you did a couple of interviews with that publication, but, uh-huh. but do you get a lot of feedback from Australian fans these days from social media? Is that is that what inspires the uh, the tour down here? People saying, "Come on, you've got this wonderful album, Meditations out. Please come down." Oh, 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 definitely! Like every time we put out something new or we go on the road, then you see all these comments at, in, at the bottom of the list, like like uh, "When's Australia? When's Australia? <laughs> when are you guys coming down here?" Because I know we we. If if it was up to us, we would come much more often. But we like these things, like you're mentioning. It's like that business side of things. We don't have always a, a say in those those things. So, uh, but we love going and playing there, and it, it's always exciting to us. Hmm. And uh, ho- hopefully, like uh, these shows turn out to be really great and, and profitable for whoever's in charge of the organization. And uh, they can bring us back again, like sooner than later. Mm, yeah, look, you are touring on the back of of a very, very good album. And um, look, I've got to make an admission. I think myself and a lot of people in the indie indie journalism sphere, I think we overlooked Meditations last year because I actually had a really solid listen to it yesterday in the car. And mate, the thing that really jumps out about it to me, and it makes sense now, is that it's one of those perfect sounding albums. So yeah, you've got the riffs, you've got great songwriting structures and a great songwriting narrative there but mate it sounds blistering through an iphone speaker and i don't know whether you know that i don't know whether you've been given that feedback before because i i like to listen to music over the iphone speakers in the car because i don't have an integrated sound system these days right this is one of those albums that just jumps out at you now your guitar tone now i'm going to reference dime dime bag here and of course pantera now it's not it's not the same type of uh, guitar tone that you're using but it does jump out at you and it does sit in the mix in the same way as dimes guitar does so you can actually hear all of the wonderful riffage that you're doing and i guess i'd summarize it by saying a lot of heavy metal bands they sacrifice sound quality for brutality but you've got both so how have you done that oh it was so much work but like as we we were uh mentioning earlier that's that's what i do on on the other side of the spectrum is working the productions and mm. and i i really try to do my best every record i want to i want to i want the songs to be heard like the, in a proper way and um we try so many different techniques to come up to like like uh, like the technology of things nowadays is so crazy and and, and there's so many uh, things available to us that we can use to make things better 
but at the same time, we try to uh, keep a true organic and a, true, a real feeling of the whole thing. Hmm. And uh, I think, thank you for uh, mentioning Dimebag. Like, uh, it's a good, it's always been a great uh, inspiration of my guitar playing. And um, I, I, I really uh, look at, look up to those people or, or guitar players like him as an inspiration as well. So hmm. it's not, not that I, not that I want to copy what they did, but, but it's, it's like an inspiration. And I, I want to try to portray that same energy and drive and, and whatever, uh, whatever we're doing. Uh, but th but thank thank you yeah we tried we worked really no uh, our asses off on on the album and uh, we mixed the last one we used a, a producer out of Hollywood called uh, Jay Rustin for the mix oh, and he's he's you. more a he's more of a, a rock guy and hmm. it was kind of an experiment for us because we all normally work with like the the top uh, metal producers for that sort of thing and and Jay was Rustin was kind of like an, an out of the box. Uh, choice uh, because like the the EVS band he worked at that point was Anthrax and he does st stuff like a Stone Sour yeah. and Steel Panther and more like a more in, in, in the heavy metal world but he just he grabbed our our, our recording and he he really brought it and it made it made it come alive and yes it does sound great in in like big I N system but it sounds amazing and small iPhone earbuds yeah. and and the small and the <laughs> and the small MP3 players and it's that's that's a great thing. It's pretty, uh, pretty well. I think uh, good achievement. I would look these days with I don't know how much Beats headphones are, but they're a couple of hundred dollars no matter which country you're in. You know the equivalent of a couple of hundred US, Canadian, or Australian dollars no matter which country uh -huh. you're in. So the point is having access to good quality audio interfaces is expensive and a lot of people are busy right so we just sort of tend to use the shitty iphones uh headphones you know the white ones that come with the iphone or or whatever anything that's sort of lying around. Uh, uh, i do the same thing whenever i'm traveling i because I, I don't have space to carry those big yeah headphones like a, so you think they're the small iphone headphones with you and they're so easy to just have them in your pocket or yeah, and if they get lost or, or damaged or so broken, who cares? You just buy another one for ten bucks or whatever. Exactly. So that's how I do it. Whenever I'm traveling, I spend a lot of times on, on flights and traveling the planet. So that that's how I do it. And uh, as well as in the car, I listen to a lot of music in the car in the car while driving. So uh, yep. that's also a good reference for for me to listen to music. Otherwise, when I'm home, it's mostly the studio. And then when I'm done with my work day, I, I just want to watch the news on TV or something else, something that not music related. Because <laughs> after uh, eight or ten hours every day, I, I have my uh, my quotas reached. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Spoken like a, a parent, spoken like a dad. There, your quota has been reached. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> yes. get to that point. It gets to about eight p.m. each night. I'm like, yeah, I'm tapping out. I'm done. That's it. After the kids are in bed or when they're in bed, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm going to zone out and read my Kindle now. Exactly. <laughs> Mate, I'd, uh, I'd better let you go to the next one, but it's been a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks so much for um, making the music that you have and for being such an excellent guitarist. There's so many other questions I would love to ask you about your guitar playing and your, your overall philosophy on heavy metal guitar playing since you are a our producer as well but uh mate just thanks for coming down here too and uh for those fans in sydney and melbourne or people who can make it to the show it's going to be an absolute cracker oh thank you it's been an absolute pleasure and looking forward to see all uh, all our australian fans uh very soon cool mate no worries well all the best for the day
<laughs> Cheers. Thanks, brother. Gotcha. <laughs> Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject you just heard from then was John Francois Dagonet from the outfit Cataclysm. Thank you so much for listening.